The Football Kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Yeah, welcome along to the football kickoff with Sky on Phil Egan. It's where you can get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. Delighted to welcome to the show Damien Delaney. Colin Buhig is in studio with me as well. Before I get to you, lads, flash poll: Who's going to win the Premier League? Final day on Sunday. Manchester City in the box seat. Sixty-six point four percent think City will finish the job off. Thirty-three point six percent think Liverpool will be lifting the Premier League title on Sunday afternoon. Will there be a pitch invasion? Let's talk about pitch invasions and what happened last night, Damien. How are you? Good, yeah. Morning, lads. Hi, Damien. What do you think of uh, last night? Obviously, your former club, Palace, 2-0 up at halftime. You're thinking Everton are in serious trouble here and they pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, um, I just read a stat there this morning. It's the first time Everton have ever come from behind to to, to win a Premier League game. Not ever, but, but this season, I think. Um, look, I'm actually pretty pleased that Everton have stayed up. You know, I was, I would have been disappointed. I'm not an Everton fan, but you know, I think Everton are, are such a, a staple of the Premier League. They they always bring something every season. You know, they spend money. They've got a great bunch of fans. Goodison Park is a wonderful place to go. They have a new stadium in the pipeline. It would have been a travesty um, if, if Everton would have went down. So I'm glad they've done it. Um, obviously, Crystal Palace being two 0 up, it must have looked pretty grim. Frank Lampard, you know, a penny for his thoughts would have been. Would have been outrageous once they went they went two 0 down, um, but they managed to pull it out and uh, they're playing Premier League next, next Premier League football next season. Um, the pitch invasion stuff, not so keen on really, no. um, especially what we saw with um, with Billy Sharp the night before. You know, a lot of fans are, are, are have been drinking, they're amped up on adrenaline. You know, um, some people just get carried away, but it is a small minority. So I think that's something that's going to need to be looked at seriously because you know you can only imagine what was said to Patrick Vieira last night when you when you see that incident um, mind you he didn't look flustered striding across the pitch with, with all those fans <laughs> running around him um, he was a brave man that decided to, to, yeah exactly he was a brave man that, um, yeah. that went after him but look um, I'm pretty sure that'll be looked at and, and clamped down on very very soon Roy Keane was somewhere secretly delighted with Patrick Vieira yeah and, finally, I mean, finally agreed on something. Yeah, and in fairness, I, I think that the Everton fan that kind of ushered him off the pitch deserve credit for actually seeing, right, this is Patrick Vieira. Get him off the pitch because, you know, this is all about Everton now. Get the Crystal Palace manager off the pitch. We kind of saw the good and bad column of pitch invasions where mm. after that incident, which, by the way, the FA are investigating Vieira for, so he's going to be in trouble for that mm. because he retaliated and he should know better. But... You, we don't know what was said to him but the fact that he turned back something obviously got got his goat and he, he just said right I'm not taking this but then at the end you see Frank Lampard looking out at all those fans on the pitch and there's a real connection there now with Lampard and Everton Definitely 100% and like if you even look at the online reaction which I know is only a small portion of the overall fan base but since day one since that first Newcastle United match at St James's Park when Everton were having negative results the fans have really backed him because they, they kind of back his energy and attitude and I suppose calling out the players which you know the players won't like themselves like Damien maybe give us insight into that but you know they might not like getting called out but the fans like it and you know they saw it as about time I, th- I think Lampard's done very very well these last few weeks I know he had a negative result against Brentford but wins against Manchester United and Chelsea and away to Leicester he's done very very well and uh, I can't couldn't help but be fairly pleased for him because he gets a lot of criticism yeah. I think he's an easy target as a manager and he's done very well because he came into a difficult situation he's had tough times and that pitch invasion 
uh, yesterday was, you know, it was a sight to behold. I'm not sure they should be celebrating just staying up with a squad like that, but yeah. it was a great sight to see. Yeah, like it's, it's euphoria. I think, Damien, they're getting a lot of stick, Everton fans, because they're celebrating this, but it's the moment that they realise, look, they're, they're after getting themselves out of a very, very tough situation, which they should never have been in, but they were. And a few weeks ago, it looked pretty ominous for them. And even at half-time last night, you started thinking, maybe they, they could go because one of the two teams near them could win on Sunday and Everton would be relegated but they got themselves out so what what happens now we we still don't know how good is Frank Lampard and actually the fact that they were playing Crystal Palace you know in, in another world Lampard is in charge of Palace he was linked with that yeah. Palace job before Vieira took it but you kind of feel the Everton fans rallied behind the team the players Lampard but now the post-mortem start and now they'll start yeah. pointing fingers yeah yeah. I mean first of all I just want to, to, to the initial point there I, I don't think they're celebrating anything last night it's more relief yeah. you know you couldn't imagine the pressure that the, the, the fans have been under I mean a lot of fans you know they live for their football clubs just you're talking sleepless nights you know arguments at, 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 at pubs with friends I mean the tension must have been sky high so that what you saw last night is just a release of all of that. Um, I don't necessarily think that they're going to have a commemorative DVD made or, or, or anything like that. You know, it's, they might. It's they just, might. <laughs> they might. Yeah, I don't think they will. But but look, that's more relief. Um, but your next point, um, I think that the Everton fans, my own personal opinion, I think they rallied behind the football club mm. because they realised that you know turning on Frank Lampard wasn't going to do any good. I think Frank Lampard. Uh, is under enormous pressure um, next season. I thought I think first five, six, seven games. If it doesn't go well, um, I think that he could be in trouble. Um, you know, he stayed up this year by the skin of his teeth. He did well, but realistically, that squad should never have been anywhere near where it was. He's calling out players, which you know, from a player's point of view, um, you know, they might have certain issues with how the manager is going about his job. You know, they might be in training saying, well, we don't like certain things or we don't think the tactics are, are quite good or we think the team selection is great. So it can get very, very nasty that when players and managers kind of kind of get off off the, the, the same page. But I think Frank Lampard's under pressure still. You know, obviously he's not going to get sacked now because he stayed them up and they're going to all go away and have a holiday. But once this euphoria dies down, they're going to come back pre-season and the spotlight is going to be on him straight away. Because like you said, Frank's, track record as manager from Derby to Chelsea is patchy. He's done reasonably well, but he's not actually established himself as a manager. And I think he would admit that as well, that he's not a, an established elite manager just yet. He still has to do something to get him into that bracket. Um, and I think the situation he found himself at Everton is, is partly his doing. You know, A lot of managers could have come in there and, and, and got them out of trouble where it wasn't even a question on the second last game of the season. So, you know, I agree with Frank Grammar has done okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, he's, um, I don't think he's, he's in the clear just yet. Damien, in hindsight, can you see the thinking behind the signings of Deli Alli and Danny van de Beek considering the lack of impact they've had throughout the second half of the season? Um, see, I suppose you can get see because... Frank Lampard is probably optimistic thinking I can rekindle Deli Alli's love mm. of football now, a lot of managers have tried that at Spurs and a lot of them wash their hands of him very very quickly um, on no doubt that, that Deli Alli was a world class midfield player I'd say nearly five years ago now yeah. <laughs> four, at least four, four years ago um, but whatever happens in his life maybe he's fallen in love of football he doesn't get it anymore it's very very hard to rekindle that it takes a special player manager relationship and obviously Frank thought he could get something out of him the Van der Beek one I, I, I thought you know 
it made sense for me. You know, he's obviously a very technically gifted midfield player, can create goals, can score goals, but obviously he's had a really poor run and bringing him in, bringing those two players into the situations that are Everton are, are awkward because the clubs in the doldrums and players who are in the doldrums are coming into that situation that are kind of, you know, don't rub, rub up well together. You kind of want uh, Deli Ali to go into a really good situation, a club that's like bouncing along, you know, and, and they come in and they kind of get on board with that. So I can see the sense in it because it didn't cost any money and they can get rid of both of them at the end of the season. Um, am I right in saying that? I don't think Deli Ali is, is permanent or, or is it? No, Deli's no. permanent. Yeah, Deli is permanent, but uh, Van der Beek can go back no, to United. No, I thought with Deli Ali, the, the, the fee, the fee d- uh, depended on how many games he played. So they, yeah, haven't, exactly. they yeah. haven't got anywhere near the, 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 the amount of games that he was meant to play because he's barely played. I mean, I was surprised to be honest, when they brought him on at halftime, the only reason I'd say they, they brought him on was Andre Gomez was having an absolute Yeah, stinker. I'm surprised he played and Alain didn't, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Alain seems to have not recovered from that yeah. montage. Yeah, but then. even in a game of that important, you'd but think he put him in. Just on your, your your former club, Damien Palace, obviously, we didn't really know what to expect from Vieira taking over mm. Roy Hodgson, trying to change things up. They had their moments, they had some good performances this season and obviously Wilfred Zaha was an important part of that, but it sounds like he's looking to get out of there not for the first time he's got a year left on his contract yeah yeah look I think that um, you know Wilf handed in a, a transfer request as well at one point and he's made a feeling known that he does want to leave um, but obviously nobody's met the valuation of football club so he's still there uh, whether or not he goes uh, maybe the club think that with a year to run his contract they've gotten everything they can get out of him I think Wilf is, is his 30 now I, I think I'm Maybe right 30 in November yeah so I mean he's, he's kind of getting to that age bracket and the thing about Wilfred is he's been playing first team football since he was 16. Um, you know that's that's he's had 14 years of, of, of professional football. And if you look at his injury record, it's been really really good. So you'd wonder, you know, there's an awful lot of miles on the clock there with him, and perhaps the club are looking at it and thinking, how much more can we get out of him? Is he going to be worth a new contract? You'd have to make him the highest paid player again. Or are they happy with uh, Eze and uh, Olise? Because I think that's why those two players were signed. Um, Eberita Eze has been, been been fabulous. Again, had his injury problems, but there you've got two wingers that could easily come in and, and, and fill the void left by Wilfred. Um, and I think that's one of the key things that, that, that Vieira has done is he's kind of took away the over-dependence on Wilfred because for so long it was just all about you know everyone else keep a clean sheet and hopefully Wilfred can do his stuff to create goals and score goals and he'll he'll get us where we need to be um, and I think that was kind of the model that that Roy Hodgson had he just said you know we've got a, a really top class player here who can cause trouble and, and score goals and and, um, and 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 get us to where we need to be but I think Vieira has moved away from that now he does definitely does not want to be dependent or over dependent on Wilfred so that he's done brilliant in that regard and I just think that maybe the timing is right from my point of view that if, if Wilfred feels he, he wants to go it's been a long saga for a number of years and um, like I said he's 30 now and if the club can recoup some sort of money from the summer um, I wouldn't be too disappointed no Where could you see him going? Well there's talk uh, of I don't know abroad. I know there was a talk of move yeah. abroad because he's always to me you, you know him Damien like the, the talent has always been there and funny you mentioned the amount of games he's played think about the amount of kicks he's got throughout his, his career I, I find sometimes with him that that gets him so wound up that he loses focus during games because he's getting kicked whereas we know all the talent is there but he's approaching 30 now and is he going to get to a stage in a few years and think I could have got more out of it possibly I think he definitely has top four um 
talent. He definitely has the ability to have, have played in, in, in a higher level. You know, um, he definitely did. You know, there was a period there where he was unplayable. But I think an awful lot of what you say about his temperament is is what makes Wilfred Wilfred. Mm. Um, there's a lot of times where he he gets antagonised and he, he bites and. Um, you know, games aren't going well and all of a sudden Wilfred kind of flips into beast mode and just, you know, gets so irate that he can can take a game by the scruff of the neck. Equally, he can lose his, his temper and, and, and turn a whole stadium. I've, I've played in away stadiums with him that, that sometimes when, you know, the game's going well for us and, and you know, the opposition fans seem to be more interested in, 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 in getting after their own team um, and we're winning the game and everything's going nice and, and the focus isn't really on us. And then all of a sudden Wilfred has, has one of his moments and he unites a whole stadium and next thing all of a sudden, you know, they're baying for blood and, and, and the home team obviously think, oh, well, hang on a minute, they're not kind of out us anymore so it kind of works both ways with him yeah. but I think all those great qualities that that he has I suppose that is one of his qualities that he just can't seem to to, to, to master or he doesn't want to master because it, he feels that it is what makes him him yeah love watching him play while that game was going on last night Colm you were watching a bit of Villa and Burnley yeah yeah I was yeah and great, uh, are you for the, any better after watching it or was it oh, I was I was actually texting you to break the fourth wall now I was texting Phil being like what, what channel is the Everton game on because I was kind of tuning in and out of this Damien Villa Burnley you just kind of <laughs> Villa have had very kind of underwhelming end to the season I think saving the themselves for Sunday I think Gerrard's done an okay job um, impressed that he got Coutinho into the club and then got him permanently last week for 17 million pretty cheap uh, in this day and age but I think they've only won two of their last 11 and they're just kind of sputtering out to the end of the season. But I was pleased for Burnley. Um, if I had a choice now between where there's two left, I would like Leeds to stay up. I'd love Leeds to stay up. I wouldn't be absolutely heartbroken if Burnley went. They've had a long stint in the Premier League. Don't particularly enjoy watching their games. But they're very, very good at what they do. And Mike Jackson's done a terrific job. So I can't, be, can't help but be pleased for them. Yeah. OK, well, look, we'll, uh, we'll get into what Burnley have ahead of them on Sunday. And... Um when we look at some of the fixtures, remember you're listening to the football kickoff with Sky. All the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports. I mentioned at the start of the show who's going to win the Premier League title, and most people leaning towards Manchester City for obvious reasons. Damien, they play Villa on Sunday. I think a few Liverpool fans looked at that Villa team sheet last night and thought, no Coutinho, maybe uh, he's going to start on. Sunday but there's such a, a narrative around this obviously given who Stephen Gerrard manages who Stephen Gerrard is and the fact that they're playing Manchester City And but is there anything that you can see that would suggest Villa can cause an upset here on Sunday? Absolutely not. Um, I think it's it's um, it's, it's as, as, as close to a foregone conclusion. Um, really, I, I can't see especially being at Manchester City I suppose the other subplot going on is, is Jack Grealish will win a Premier League title playing against his, his former club. Um, but Manchester City um, have really taken that defeat to Real Madrid in, in a positive way. They came out the gates screaming, scored a, a number of goals. Um, granted, they had a poor um, half against against West Ham, but they managed to rally managed to rally and get themselves in a position. But I think that the, the motivation for these guys, last game of a very, very long season, and it's in their own hands. Um, I would be flabbergasted if I saw anything other than a comprehensive Manchester City win um, and obviously you've got to take the opposition opposition into account I've worked an awful lot of the Villa games the back half of the season I mean they really have petered out um, it's just kind of gone all flat at Aston Villa um, there seems to be no energy in that team um, you know they're relying on their talent to, to get them results and they've got some seriously talented teams a lot of their performances have been a bit disjointed a lot of the players look you know pretty 
disinterested might be too harsh a word, but they don't look like they're chomping at the bit and really pressing. You know, when we first saw Jared going to Aston Villa, we saw him, you know, really high energy team. You know, I watched their game against Norwich. I worked their game against Norwich there a couple of weeks ago. Couldn't believe how low they were and um, how disinterested is probably too strong a word, but I mean, how the lack of interest that they had in the game. Um, and as I said, they just rely on the talent. Took Danny Ings coming off the bench to turn that game. And Manchester City in free flow with a, a prize of the magnitude um, that awaits them. I can't see them putting up much of a fight. Damien, is Gerrard as under pressure as Lampard is at the start of next season, in your view? Um, no, I would have thought so. I think, you know, Villa have, 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 um, have kind of finished mid-table. And I think that's just about keeps Gerrard out of trouble. Right. Um, but again, like every Premier League manager starting next season after 10 games are under pressure because if, if, if Steven Gerrard um, doesn't right the, the, the wrongs that, 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 that he's seen this season and he can't possibly be happy with some of the performances he's seen from his Villa team. Um, some of the results have been okay but I mean, I don't think they're anywhere near where they want to be. If, 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 if Villa want to be kind of doing what West Ham are trying to do um, and challenge for the Europa League or get a serious cup run going, you watch the intensity that West Ham play with. I mean, it's, it's, it's a joy to watch and the way David Moyes has those guys working in unison and, and the intensity that they, they, they have. Villa are kind of the opposite. So I think Gerard will, will have recognised that and he needs to set about fixing that over the summer. Um, and they definitely need to come out and have a good start next year. Otherwise, he will be under pressure because those fans, they won't care much for Gerard's reputation um, if they don't start the season and they're not challenging yeah. the top half. Um, Probably did hate Mayo. And we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod Live. Thursday, June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. They're also going to spend yeah. money. You know that they have yeah. money as well. Just in that situation, you've played teams. You were obviously famously involved in that night at Sellers Park against Liverpool. You started the comeback, Damien. And what's it like when you're playing a team that you know is going for the title? So Villa go to the Etihad. Like, as you said, the season is peter out. What does Gerard say to them, get one final kick out of them? Or are the Villa players thinking, do you know, it'd be great to actually spoil the party here? Or do they just turn up and think... Yeah, we're like the subplot on this, really. Sometimes you don't have a choice. You show up and um, you can tell that the opposition are in full flow. They're, they're ultra-focused. You can feel it as soon as you arrive at the stadium that there's there's definitely a focus around that team. You see them in the warm, you stand next to them in the tunnel and you can see like, oh my God, this lot are, are bang at it. So you have a go. Obviously you do because you're professional and you, you go, do you know what, we're going to have a go here. But I think after about 20 minutes when you realise... Jesus, this lot are, are bang at it. You know what I mean? We're going to do well here today to to to, to get anything. Um, and I suppose Manchester, it's all dependent on what Manchester City are like. If Manchester City show up and are in that mood, then there's very little Villa can do. They can have a go, but I think once you know they realise that, that 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 they haven't got much of a chance, which will be probably very early in the game, um, especially if Man City score a couple of goals early, then it could just be a case of damage limitation. Our season's over. Let's just all go on holidays. We've stayed in the Premier League. Um, but what Villa don't want to do is to turn into like a, an absolute rote. You know, we start getting up. Remember, was it Man City lost the game at the back end of the season? The Middlesbrough 8-0. Was that yeah, one of the last eight last of the season? Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, that's when you have mentally checked out. But, you know, you're, you're part of an occasion. You're going, I remember we went to Chelsea once um, towards the end of the season and they had to win to, to, to win the Premier League. Um, 
and uh, we went there and we put up a great fight and Hazard scored a penalty mm. late in the second half uh, to win 1-0 um, but we enjoyed the occasion because there was no pressure on us we just showed up and we were like we, we were part of the story you know um, and we had a go at it and we, we found we were frustrating them we were making life very very difficult for them and they got a question of a penalty in the end but uh, they went on and won it but I think by the by the time they went one nil up, they were really worried. They just didn't want to lose the game, so they kind of flipped into defensive mode. So it was quite a pleasant, pleasant day for us. Um, but again, I think Man City are going to be in, in, in full, full attack mode, and that'll be very, very difficult for anyone to stop, especially a team like Villa. And what do you think, Colin? Pep ends with a Premier League title. Where does that rate as a season? Obviously, the Champions League s- slips away once again. It's a good question because of the manager that it is. You can't like it's not a failure of a season if you win the Premier League. It's thirty-eight oh, games. Yeah, they're against yeah. one of the all-time great sides in Liverpool, and they've consistently, with the exception of one year, beaten them yeah. to the title. It's a brilliant season, but it, just because it's Pep Guardiola, and there's no secret that you know he's desperate to win another Champions League. Manchester City are that's the not the whole point of the project, but a big point of the project, and he hasn't won it without Messi. He hasn't won it since 2011. Of course, he wants to win it, but he will say in front of the cameras there on Sunday if they beat Aston Villa like Damien's predicting. Brilliant season, and you can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Well, that game obviously, and all of them are at four o'clock. But Manchester City and Aston Villa, we've got live commentary on OTB Sunday. Stephen Doyle and Brian Kerr will be at the Etihad to keep you on top of that. Obviously, at the same time, Liverpool play Wolves. Damien, all Liverpool can do is do their job, try and see what kind of injury situation they have there was obviously a few players missing against Southampton the other night you have the Champions League final I kind of feel regardless of what happens at the Etihad there will be a good atmosphere at Anfield because they have the Champions League final the following weekend yeah absolutely it'll be a great atmosphere they've already got two trophies in the bag the fact that they could potentially lose the Premier League um, with with 89-90 points or, or whatever they could end up with um, is is an incredible statistic. You know, anyone that gets the ninety points should go on and win a league. And I think they probably would have done nearly every other Premier League season, um, by the last four or five years with, with, with these two going at it. But I think they've been a joy to, to to watch both teams. It's been neck and neck, and they've been separated or are going to be separated by the the smallest of margins. Um, but Liverpool have been well compensated with two trophies already in the bag and a showpiece Champions League final to look forward to next week. The fans will be in great mood, great spirit because um, they have that game to look forward to. Yeah, and what do you think, Colm, if, say, they, they beat Wolves but obviously City win the league and then Liverpool get beaten by Real Madrid, then, Ooh. you know, they, they ended up with, they'd end up with two trophies, yeah. a Champions League final and bringing Manchester City to the, the final day, which... I mean, the, the fact that they're in the conversation for everything mm. may, like shows how good a team they are. But what do you think the feeling would be? It was interesting because I thought you were going to say they win everything but the Premier League. But if, if not, if they're losing the Champions League final, it can't be a successful season um, for Liverpool because they're much better than two domestic cups because they're, one of the, as I say, one of the all-time great sides. If they win the Champions League against Real Madrid, which I think they will, uh, funnily enough it's the opposite situation to Man City I think Liverpool would possibly give up another European Cup for another Premier League Like you have to remember that the one Premier League title they've won since the start of 1992 was the one year where there were no fans so yeah. they really want to celebrate in front of fans and they you know I'm not going to say they haven't done it properly yet but they haven't been able to celebrate with fans and I think they would swap 
another European Cup because they have such an illustrious history in that competition. What Man City wouldn't give to have Liverpool's European Cup yeah. history and what Liverpool wouldn't do to have Man City's recent uh, modern history in the Premier League. And that's the fascination about this rivalry. Jeez, lads, you set a high bar for success there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do here, Damien. That's what we do. Yeah, I mean, like, we're sitting here on having a cup of tea <laughs> and we're questioning whether Man City have had a good season if they win the Premier League. Of course they've had an outrageous season. Uh, and we're questioning if Liverpool lose a Champions League and two domestic cups. I mean, they've had a brilliant season. You know, they've gone all the way to the Champions League final. They've had great moments along the way. They're going to lose a Premier League by a point. Yeah. Perhaps, you know, lose a, a Champions League very, very closely if they do go on and lose it. I think they'll go on and win it personally. And they've won two domestic trophies and yeah. they're sitting there pressing. <laughs> I mean, ah, but, you, ah, but no, it is an underachievement if this brilliant Liverpool squad don't win the Premier League or the Champions League just because how, of how good they are and how brilliant their manager is. Yeah, but Surely it is. I think, yeah, but I think they come back next season though. I think it's important yeah. that they've gone to the final day to base yeah. it. And they did this a few seasons ago when they brought City to the final day and City won it. Yeah. But then the next season Liverpool were out of the blocks quicker and True. nobody caught them. True. The only thing that obviously the, the season was interrupted and it put things on hold but it's important to put the pressure on City to basically say you know we are not going away Klopp has signed his new contract yeah. you can imagine Liverpool are going to sign one or two players you'd strengthen the midfield would you? yeah if well there's, there's a lot of talk about another midfielder coming in but they don't need to do what they don't have to go for these you know let's win the transfer window by signing some um, like Liverpool sign really good players and they make them even better. Mm. So what they're doing is working. But I, I still think whatever happens on Sunday, the, the atmosphere will be electric at Anfield. And, um, you know, the, the players will get their send-off and then it'll be right, see you in Paris next week and give Real Madrid a crack. And it'll be just like in the last day of the 2018-19 season where Liverpool also played Wolves and Man City also won the league by a point. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's how close they are every single time. But, like, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the two greatest Premier League sides that have ever been, like, ahead of Manchester United sides. And that's as a United fan. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's, that's for another day because I think we need a lot more time. Let's talk about the other things on the line on Sunday. Arsenal are playing Everton. Obviously, that Everton game looked a lot trickier at halftime last night but they're safe now Arsenal need to beat Everton and hope that Norwich do them a favour Norwich ain't doing Arsenal a favour are they Damien? You're not in a good spot if you're hoping for Norwich to do you a favour if you've left to get to that I mean the damage was done a number of weeks ago I think there were four or five points clear with a game in hand Um, you know absolute pole position to to, to get it over the line and um, they just wilted, you know, the pressure came on and in fairness to Spurs, they got a couple of results in North London Derby, it was obviously hugely important, but I think psychologically that inflicted a huge blow on, on, on Arsenal and they just haven't been able to recover. Um, so it looks like Arsenal, well it doesn't look like, I'm pretty sure that, that Arsenal end up finishing uh, fifth, fifth. And Tottenham will get that fourth place. Um, and I'm delighted because I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy for Antonio Conte. I mean, you know, I think Manchester United absolutely missed a the boat there when he was going spare. Um, you know, if you're looking for a guy to drag a club into the conversation again, that's what he does. Whether you like his methods or his his combative nature, um, doesn't matter. That guy gets it done um, and he looks like he's going to get it done with Tottenham and I hope to God that Tottenham know get out of his way and just give him everything that he needs. But I know that the director of football there obviously was, was hugely influential in getting Conte to Tottenham. Um, perhaps that that could be the link between you know the manager and Dan, Daniel Levy that has been missing and as I said I hope Tottenham just give him everything he wants anything he wants and just get out of his way because that guy will drag Tottenham into um, into the into the 
the, the talking point when it comes to trophies and, and, and challenging up the top of the Premier League and, and perhaps getting good runs in the, in the in the Champions League. Yeah, I can imagine Conte and Paratici mm. sharing a glass of wine on Sunday and Conte's basically using the salt shakers to pick his team for next season yeah. with his new additions. Harry Kane, it looks like, could be part of that. In terms of Arsenal then, nobody was picking Arsenal to finish fifth or even be challenging for fourth mm. at the start of the season. But because of the way things have panned out now, people are questioning Mikel Arteta. He signed the new contract. Arteta, I always feel, is one of those managers, and Damien alluded to it, with basically all Premier League managers, you really are just a couple of bad results away from the narrative completely flipping, where lost his first three games of the season, everyone thought, will he even see out the, the first couple of months? Turns it around, almost sneaks in to the top four because their rivals have taken their eye off the ball, but Spurs have rallied and... Arsenal are going to miss out but it doesn't mean that Arteta is doing a bad job 100% not I mean we'll see what Damien thinks about it but we were saying there Phil yourself and myself before we went on air it was you know if Arsenal had spread out this poor form throughout the season so say they had this mini poor run in like November December and then they switched you know that run to this time of the season I think people would say look he's made serious progress they didn't get Europe this year now they're in the Europa League and then hopefully the following year they'll get the Champions League it's just the capitulation at the end of the season falls into the Arsenal narrative that since basically 2006 and that Champions League final defeat that they've always flattered to deceive when it really comes to it yeah. that, that would be the narrative maybe not the reality I think Mikel Arteta is doing a really good job at Arsenal I don't know what you think Damien yeah, I think he's doing an okay job. Oh, really? Uh, I think it would have been, it would have been really good if he could have got top four over the line. You know, it would have really because that club is still, I believe, in disarray. There's a lot of fans there are still really upset because obviously they used to be the kingpins and and now they're not even also rands and they've had so many years in the doldrums. Um, you know, and they got the brand new stadium and Arsenal have the the brand name, I suppose, but they just can't seem to get back to where they 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 they, they think they should be. Um, and I think Arteta's suffering from that. Um, you know, I think he's doing a reasonably good job. Again, no manager should be just given a, 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 a carte blanche three years going and do what you need to do. You need to have mile markers along the way. You know, he has won a couple of trophies um, and he has got Arsenal from two eighth place finishes up to fifth. So we're going to use that dreaded word of, of progress again. It is progress. But again, the start of next year is going to be huge for him. I think a lot of fans, I, I feel anyway, would stick with him. But, you know, he's got to be given a certain amount of games next year and, and you need to see mile markers of the progress for Arsenal and perhaps you know by November next year they'll be a little bit more stronger mentally after what they went through this year hopefully he'll get to add a couple of players to his squad um, and um, he just keeps building but it's going to be a slow process because Arsenal were in, left in disarray for so long that unless you write a cheque for a a billion pounds you're not really going to get them back competing with the, with the big lads so Arteta's got to do it the hard way and, and do it inch by inch um, and firing them now would well, be catastrophic in my opinion yeah well look before we go because we're running out of time I have to mention the relegation scrap we, we touched on the fact that Burnley played Villa last night so Burnley home to Newcastle Leeds away to Brentford Leeds have to better Burnley's result who's going down Damien? Um, I I think Leeds are. Um, I, you know, I. The only saving grace is I think that Newcastle are probably the one team in English football that nobody wants to play right now because of the the the, the groundswell of optimism that's at that place. But I'm hoping that the Newcastle fans show up in party mode and Burnley have the the. I think the minerals to get it done. They can be dogged, 
dig in, get a, a, a draw, um, because I don't even fancy Leeds to go to Brentford and get anything, to be honest. That's not a, an easy trip, as many teams have found out this year. Brentford are a decent side, um, and, and I think that they can get a, a result against Leeds. So, unfortunately, I think possession is, is nine-tenths of the law, and unfortunately, Burnley are, are, are for, unfortunately for Leeds, Burnley are, are out of the relegation zone, and I think it'll stay that way. And if they go down Leeds, does Jesse Marsh stay on? <laughs> I'd say not no to be honest with you. No. I think it's, uh, it's a tough tough to come back from that I think even a lot of the Leeds fans at the moment are, are, are obviously in love with Bielsa um, and maybe some of them would have accepted him if he managed to get the job done but um, I, I don't think that they've ever truly accepted him because the roles have never been good enough Would Bielsa go back if they go back down to the championship? He, honestly you can never rule it never with Bielsa it. but yeah it, <laughs> yeah unfortunately for, for Bielsa though all those goals they conceded yeah. could come back to bite them. Like the seven, the seven nils, the fives, the sixes. Yeah, they've outrageous goal, goal difference. difference is yeah. so bad. So, look, that's that's it. That's uh, that's pretty much us out of time. The final weekend of the season, still plenty to play for, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Who's going to be lifting that title? Damien Delaney, thanks as always, Colin. Thanks, thanks a lads. Cheers, lads. Enjoy the football, and uh, we'll chat to you again next week. Thanks. Goodbye. The Football Kickoff with Sky. Watch every single live Premier League game on Sky Sports, BT Sport, and Premier Sports.